Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joining the phone, I got Vance. Hi, Vance. Hey, how you doing? Good. And we have Todd Young. Hi, Todd. I'm here, ready to roll. Very nice. All right. This podcast is brought to you by Fat AZ Muskie Products. You could find us on our website, which is fatazmuskie.com. And on the website right now, at the store, I should say, um, rod holders. That's about all I got going. Uh, surprisingly, I, I, for some reason, I can't explain. Rod holder sales have been very strong, continuing all the way up until this podcast. So if you're still looking to uh, rig out your boat for, for trolling, you know, in the fall, big baits, big fish, banging fish, baby, crushing front hooks, uh, give me a call, give me a text. All my contact information is on the website. You can also find it at our Facebook page, which is Fatty Z Musky Products, and our Instagram. Uh, those haven't been very active lately, but for good reason. I'm not going to get into them right now because uh, I don't want to bore you. But uh, bait-wise, Musky Tackle Online has a bunch of baits, including our Stingers. And Team Rhino Outdoors, I think, has a little bit left. But they uh, not anytime soon. They're going to be getting a whole bunch more baits here when uh, we get up and rolling painting again. Um, aside from that, let's see. Uh, I don't know if Hogan's Hut has anything left. I haven't been up there in not a year. Not many, I can tell you that. Not many. Not many. All right, so single digits. Single yeah. digits. It's looking bleak on the bait front, but rod holders, I, I got somebody, plenty. Had somebody called today, and they're like, "Those things are really hard to find," and can't believe it's to that point, but that's where we're at. It pretty much is, and that's why they are now a hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one million dollars. One million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah preparation g didn't work either um so with that muddy creek how are you we're doing good here at muddy creek muddy creek fishing guys advance and i are fishing every day up here at chautauqua lake up through november you're gonna have a hard time getting in this fall but uh next year's schedules are open and we are both booking for next season we'll do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. That's what we do at Muddy Creek. Well said. And if you come out with us on Muddy Creek Fishing Guys, you'll be using St. Croix Rods. Big shout out to them uh, for sponsoring this show and uh, our guide company. Um, also, you will be fishing out of Ranger Boats. Uh, shout out to Ranger Boats for sponsoring both the show and the company, the guide company. Um, shout out to Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Check them out uh, as everything in outdoors right now. Production cannot meet the demand. So if you are interested in a boat, check them out uh, first and foremost. Fishermen set up boats um, and just a group of good, good family dudes. Uh, and that is all I have. That's all you have. Todd, take away Muskie's Inc. Let's go. Muskie's Inc. Yo-yo up down, baby. Lots of people mm -hmm. like to hear that. I mean, that's what, that, that's what Muskie's Inc. is all about. Now, get a hold of your local chapter if you're into muskie fishing. Shame if you're not a member of your local muskie Inc. chapter. They have chapters just about every state that has muskies. And, uh, you know, get a hold of those guys. Check it out. Lots of fun stuff going on in the chapters. I know this year, as the whole year has been so screwed up with all this crap, but, uh, you know, lots of tournaments were canceled and stuff, and uh, guys were really bummed out about that. But, you know, get a hold of lo local chapters, lots to learn there. I have the opportunity to get into the musky lunge log. They're like 5,500,000 5, muskies or something. It's probably logged on by now. I haven't looked in a while, and it was 400,000. You can check out a lake you're going to go fish. It'll show you what other people have done there over the years. They've been around for 50-plus years now, and uh, – and Muskie's Inc. Very important. If you're a mem if you're a Muskie fisherman, you should be a member of Muskie's Inc. Well said. All right, couple announcements. Next Saturday, September 26th, it's the Fall Family Fishing Derby, 
It is in Waynesville, Ohio. It's being put on by the Baptist Church of Wilmington. If you want more information, you can uh, call Matt Richardson at 937-369-5285. Some of the sponsors there is Extreme Muskie Lures, Central Ohio Chapter of Muskies, Inc., Lungeon Lures, BNN Custom. Uh, you can register at fishdonkey.com. And this is a fishing derby, so there's going to be other categories, but they are going to have a muskie category there um, put on by a church. It's a good good cause. You know, there's no snakes in the grass there. So if you can do it, do it. It's 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday only. And how about the Beast of the East Fly Fishing Tournament? It is Friday. October 9th and Saturday, October 10th. The waters will include 74 miles of the Allegheny River. That will be from Kinzu Dam down to Franklin. Tyanesta Lake and the Tyanesta Outflow. Top three teams will win cash prizes, and the three biggest fish will win physical prizes. More information is on Facebook, and it's look up Beast of the East Muskie Fly Fishing, or you can email uh, N-V-M-A-I-N-C at gmail.com uh, pre-registration ends 925 so you still got a couple weeks maybe to get that done if you're looking to uh, fly fish that tournament if you need more information and you don't want to reach out to those two outlets you can listen to last year's podcast that we did uh, we did a whole show on it so we can kind of give you a little bit of insight on it it's uh, sounds like a great time I don't fly fish so um, if you do, you know, I have no teams have traveled from near and far to go fish that, uh, this is kind of your guys' time to shine. So look that up. All right. Todd and I'll be there. Will you? Giants. Yes. Fall. Giants. We love fly fishing. Trolling flies. Trolling flies. No doubt. What are you, <laughs> a downrigger for salmon? <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen that before where people... Caught them on a fly, but it was trolling, and then they counted it as a fly fishing catch. Maybe in the, I mean, fly fishing. If you look into the in the salt water, fly fishing started. They they trolled them. That's how this all that that started a long time ago. There's some I don't know the name, but the fly fishing guys would know it. So I guess in yeah. order to be a pure, you know, a purist at heart, you need to be trolling your flies. None of this casting well, stuff. Yeah, That's cheating. Yeah, they should. You should out, well, ri- out just completely rig your boat in AZ rod holders yeah. to troll these flies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three yeah, rods a person in balls. PA. Come on, get it done. Wait, but so like people have caught marlins on flies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they tease them up the boat and they throw a fly out and get them. Yeah. Okay, but are they still like doing that stripping thing? Yeah, that's that's no. kind of like a gray area because, like Todd said, they're they're teasing him up to the boat with other things, and they're cranking them out like they're pulling the old bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's how you traditionally do it. You throw a teaser out, and then it comes up, and then you put your bait out, and you catch the marlin. Ha ha! I got you. But yeah. traditional fly fishing, I need to see somebody like you know doing that stripping stuff and. Mm-hmm. looking like they're in pain and mm-hmm. for know, their life decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a joke. I'm not hating on it, but Mm-mm. I've been like, I've seen like Marlin caught on a fly and I'm like, how the hell did that guy catch a Marlin on a fly? Casting it out into the ocean, barely gets yeah, underwater. Yeah, You're not seeing you're a like, flats what? boat out there with a, like a yeah. 200 foot power pole. And they're just randomly casting <laughs> that's been, the that's Gulf been, Stream. On, yeah, on, on my uh, on my you know biannual uh, fly fishing trips that I do, that's been my number one tactic. Like they throw the fly out, and I'll put like a stinger on the the glider or glider, and uh, throw throw the fly out. They strip it a little bit, and then I throw the stinger out. It makes a big, loud plop. Open something attracts to that, and uh, rip it in real quick. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, fish is coming. Now let's see if we can get it on that fly. You're the teaser. Yeah. 
that's a teaser. Unfortunately, a couple times I've been doing it, I've caught the fish on the teaser, but maybe yeah. I should take the hooks off it. But no, I mean, I, I was doing that. It just makes the, the fly makes no splash. The fly makes no. Uh, and that's how we've got something on the fly. So, Man, all you got to do is like under, put a rubber band. I should bring this. This, this is high high end information. I shouldn't. I don't know if I should say this on the air, but yeah. Yeah. That's the way we've been doing it. <laughs> well. You should rubber band the fly onto the back of the stinger. Have the person like freewheeling their reel cast it out. So when the fish short strikes, it actually takes the fly and it just breaks free. It, it's like a downrigger and a release or a planer board. It just pops off and no harm, no foul. You didn't catch it. Yep. Yep. Put a rubber band off the tail. And then, you know, circle of life, you're going to go ahead and scoop them in the net. So technically the net man caught them, but you're going to give credit yeah. to the guy that. Yeah. So Vance, Vance, and if that's the case, Vance and I have caught a lot of muskies the last few years. No doubt. Net man. Mm-hmm. You're a net man. That's what I always say. If you're at like a family gathering or something, and like everybody's like, oh, you know, I am an investor, I'm a banker, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I can relate. <laughs> I'm, I'm a netter. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, really? Where did you go to school? I was like, oh, you know, like, Oxford, private school in in Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. I generally net things. I net uh, <laughs> people, see, Essentially, what people do is they bring large, large uh, trophies or or prize possessions to me. Lumps of cash. Them. Yeah, I yeah. net them, and it is they're just ecstatic. And they're like, wow, that is sophisticated. You are accepted in the family. Can yeah. you can you please explain to me this more? I'm sorry, but you won't understand. Yes. <laughs> Literally, you will not grasp exactly what I'm doing. There's lots of times the net job is more impressive than the hooking of these fish trolling. Yeah. I'm sure Vance can. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it could be on SportsCenter. They don't get it. They don't get, like, the credit, though. Some of the net jobs that you have to make as a guide for somebody who is like a greenhorn, you know, yeah, they should be. Oh, yeah. How, about, how about netting netting the fish and the kicker motor at the same time, and then uh, still like, getting around and then walking it. back and like hitting the trim <laughs> so you can get the motor out of the water. It's like we got him, we got him, he's in there. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> Just click it into forward. It'll take a little spunk out of them. Yeah. Bad if they get into the big motor, but <laughs> Yeah, the guide is like the guide is like the uh like an offensive lineman who made a great block or something or a fullback or something like that in fo- football. They don't they don't get the credit, but the person yeah, the credit, yeah. <laughs> holding the mm-hmm. fish. Mm-hmm. at the end shout yeah. out to all the netters out there yeah very nice netters.com netters. <laughs> okay so um we kind of loosely talked about but we never really exchanged ideas about another bad advice podcast mm-hmm. I don't even know. I, I mean, I remember I wanted to kind of make this like a little mini series and I forget what bad advice we, we initially gave. So, um, you know, bad advice is, uh, don't remember what you did on the last one, but like, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I mean, something that I was thinking about and I, I very well could have done this again, but Apollo, I apologize if it is bad advice is not learning how to launch your boat without a dock and still not getting wet. I mean, I, I to, to, to sit there and, and have to completely depend on a dock getting wet or boots. I, I don't know. To me, that's just, that's one of those things. It's like bad advice. Always bring your chest waders when launching your boat. Very bad <clears> advice. <throat> that's bad advice. I've never done that in my entire life. No, I just think can of you, all. Can you, but, but no, can, no, I see people doing it all the time, Andy. I know what you're saying. 
and and it's one of the foot aluminum boat and they back it in and it's like take your pants off put the waders on they're walking in barefoot (laughs) they got two or three guys in there you know and and like the 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 muffler is underwater so it's just and and this this Pull that thing out a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and the trailer has like 14-inch tire diameter, not wheels, but like 14, mm-hmm. these little itty-bitty wheels. <laughs> and, you know, good thing they unplugged they unplugged the trailer the light. lights. They're thinking ahead <laughs> there. And I just, I can't, I just don't get it. I, I guess the part of me is, and a lot of people do this, so I could be alienating our, our crew right now. Have anyone ever thought to think, like, Maybe there's a better way. And you watch some yeah. guy with like a 48-foot cigar boat put it on a four-axle trailer by himself and just yeah. drive out in two minutes. I don't know. Bad advice. You can't, can't, you, can't you potentially drive all of your boats on trailers? I have. It's, yeah, you can. But like some of the some of the little little 14-footers don't have any guiders or anything. That, I mean, you're trying to hit this little roller. Yeah, that's on the on the trailer. Like, I, yeah, I mean, the little I, bow I, roller. I, I've had boats that I didn't drive on. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I get it to a point, but at some point, you're like, hey, do you know what would make my life really easy? How about I spend 120 bucks at Bass Pro and get these side bunks? And now mm-hmm. I'm not going to be dunking mm-hmm. my $800 tracking device in my pocket in the water to have to go the next yeah. day and get a whole new phone and lose my contacts. Yeah, that's the time of year we're at right now. Up here to talk about people are starting to pull their boats for the season. And, uh, oh gosh, I've had some debacles at the boat launch here recently, even though it's midweek. But I've watched the people. I, I waited today for like two minutes before the guy got his pontoon because it was sideways in the launch. And yeah, yeah, that's just the way that, that it is the time of year. Mm hmm. Christmas season for Vance and I. Because you would think, yeah. Well, there's a leaving. <laughs> you would think. There is still some stragglers out there, but yeah. Oh, there's still a lot out that that they'll be coming out in droves right now, which will be great mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. Yeah, this cooler weather really puts a hamper on people as compared to the last two Septembers. It's been really hot through September, but it's showing a high of like 55 here on Saturday. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to want to be pulled on a tube in 55 degree air temperature. No. And no. it's going to fire those fish up like crazy. Hopefully. It is. Yeah. yeah. It certainly in, is. In my mind. We'll see. <laughs> Definitely. It's my anticipation. Angry fish. Mm-hmm. Vengeful, angry fat fish. So, um, how about uh, bad advice? <clears throat> I um, I recently asked Andy to paint up a couple uh, swimmers for the guides. Mm-hmm. And by the guide, you mean you and Todd? Yes. Okay. I I don't have any left, Andy. Yeah, it's bad. Like I, I, I'm literally out. Okay. And I would say that it's bad advice probably to um, paint when you're trying to have scent control in your barn. That is some very bad advice. It's some very bad <laughs> advice. But sometimes you have to do the bad advice because people depend on it. Well, right, here's right? here's some here's some bad <laughs> advice if we're going to be talking like this. Um <laughs> I can't paint that color as I have one left. One black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are so, you serious? When 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 I when when this it, when this question was presented to myself at 10 o'clock this morning, and it's now I, I have been home for three hours, which probably the majority of the time in the pole barn has been on this show. 
I'm leaning over and looking at the bait closet right now. There is one white senior. Oh, no. However. I have people that are depending on those this fall. Wait a minute. However. (laughs) However, yeah. However, I do have some green glitters that would look really fancy with just um, hooks put on them. I mean, I could pull you guys out like that. Yeah. How about some blacks? Uh, does the number one sound good to you? <laughs> I am <laughs> number one. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I have a whole box. Uh, I start to see it with a whole box of those swim baits. And uh, I was ca- I went casting like two days ago with somebody. And I opened it up and I looked and I just went, ah. I don't know. Not- <laughs> there, there's not much. I have a whole bunch of harnesses. What about six inches? I have a couple of sixes. That's what I had, and I'm throwing a six inch crappy. Uh, that's probably pretty. That's good. old school. That was old school. Yeah. Uh, uh, but oh, that's not good. Okay. So bad advice is throwing <laughs> someone under the bus don't, and not knowing the inventory. Don't, don't order <laughs> that's bad advice. Don't order swimmers. Unless you want oh. green glitter. Oh. And, and, and the 10-inch model. I'm sorry I keep fading in and out as I'm leaning. I'm about to tip over in the chair to look into the bait closet. <laughs> Not yeah. great. I can throw some hooks on them and get them to you guys. I, I don't know. Do you? Let's talk about eyes on those swim baits. Okay, so this is a great time to talk about it. Do you feel the eyes on our swim bait make any difference in the fish catching? Absolutely not. It, it doesn't. And and Andy, we've looked. Uh, there, there's no way to keep. I, we, I, I have a good way to keep them on. I have I have a way, but it's not with the eyes that we've been using. Yeah. Um. But it involves a little bit of a change on some stuff, which kind of was a loose draft of something we talked about in the spring with with some changes mm-hmm. that we want to do mm-hmm. to that. I do have a way, and I do have a whole bunch of this new way of doing it, which I think is going to work out really well. Um, so it's kind of like, it's time to burn off the inventory to make a tooling change. But if you're not worried about that, I could probably get some hooks put on these baits and then you guys could go get them tore up. And then it's, it's a win, 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 uh, when you guys catch fish, when you have your baits, when I don't have to paint them and put eyeballs on them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I like having both eyes on there. I don't think it matters for the fishing, but... It, I can I give you a card of eyes it. and some super glue. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and I've done that many, many, many times, and I replace the eyes when they fall off. But there's just no good way to... With what we're doing... No, I mean, you're trying to stick something with adhesive on a yeah. petroleum product. I yeah. Last I knew, oil is not known for its... Uh, Adhesion. Yeah, adhesion. Yeah. <laughs> and the net, the net is terrible on swim baits. There's no doubt. Any swim bait, I don't care which one you're using. Yeah. When you got a net, I'm, like if Vance and I fish, that's why I have some that I've caught a dozen on. But none of them hit the net. It's like, no, we're not going to net that one. Yeah, bad advice is putting... Net every fish? That's horrible advice. <laughs> that, that's really that's bad advice. Yeah, that's bad advice. I mean, for for oh. any for for anyone that doesn't that that doesn't know, like that might hear that and be like, "What? This is what I've always been told is a big net." I mean, I could answer it, but I let you someone else talk. Why is that bad advice to net every fish? Oh, the the the, the net is just tearing them up. But it's the best thing out there. You get yeah. a big bag and you spin, scoop them. Spin the face. I mean, we are, I, I am a harder on, I've said this before, being a guide, I am, we are really hard on these fish. I'll be the first to admit it. You got somebody and there's a, think of a 35 incher on there and this is their fish of a lifetime and I got to put it in net and I got to deal with all that stuff. It rips her face apart, rips her fins apart. How does it rip their face apart? I mean, I know how, but I just got to ask. Yeah, so the fish gets in there, 
starts rolling around and gets caught on that upper mandible or their jaw and you know they're flopping and flipping and so it rips them <laughs> apart rips the hooks most of the time it rips the hooks out of the bait which rips a big hole in their face but so but you you said something that i never really thought of before if their mouth is open and their gator rolling there's a chance that the netting can actually grab some of their teeth on the top row oh and, god and it, and it just can't openers it all the time Bam. that and that all the time, the, the I, upper, how many times uh, am I fighting the teeth the teeth the upper mandible uh yeah. like i feel bad that is is really really delicate some of those net hoops can uh, slip behind that, and you can have the bait, bait out of the fish's mouth, and you're still it's fighting okay. the thing out of the yeah yeah yep. But you got it. Yeah, when it's in the net, you well most you of the time. <laughs> That's are terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those weird things that it, it's become like the staple. If you have any other method of landing it, you are. And I, I don't want to just go right back to the whole BOGA thing. I mean, I got some really yeah, horrible yeah. photos today um, from a guide that uh, was just murdering these fish. But the... Um, man, what so was, was he holding in his hand? Murder Creek. Did you work for us? Well, yeah. this, this, this did not come from that phone number. In fact, it came from another phone number that must have been spying on them. Um, uh, can you describe the photo? Yeah, a guy that was that a. Oh, okay. It looked like it had a Cleveland <laughs> Cavaliers hat on, but it, that's not it. Um, I see a uh, white T-shirt. In the left hand, you have a boga grip that its jaws are open, meaning it's about to be used. Mm. The only okay. thing that oh. now hold on, like it gets worse. There is no expression on his face. This is the executioner. Oh, my. Blue mirrored sunglasses, so you can't see the death look in his eyes. He's in kill mode. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let's see. Standing on the back deck, ready to attack. However, get ready. In the right hand, it looks like a four-inch bladed... I I, 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 I want to call it a pocket knife, but it looks like a murder, murder weapon, mass destruction style. The only thing wow. that I can come to think of is they're going to subdue these fragile fish with this boga grip. Um, I noticed that there is some uh, some tack welds to keep that boga from spinning so he can really crack that bottom jaw wide open. Oh. And and to, to stop him, he's probably going to just continually stab the fish. At that point, you got him. You yeah. know you got him. And then stab. the big thing is... I already see it. There's a, there's a piece of paper on the ground there um, that has the uh, fish's uh, obituary in it, and I can clearly read that it was COVID-related. Oh, very, very nice. Yeah. Oh, we got to hire that guy. I like him. You probably should. I'm trying to see what else is in the photo that's incriminating. There is a rope, and I don't want to tell you what kind of knot I see on that rope. But it is not probably, a good one. It's probably a knot that actually yeah. got there. It's a little too lazy to pull it out. I saw that picture. I liked it. But, you know, he was missing one thing, which was the billy club. I mean, it's very important in what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. guys drive mm-hmm. a couple nails or, like, barbed wire around it, like, just yeah. to really make it sink in. But getting back to that knot, it's a really poor knot on the boat cleat. It's all twisted up and awful looking. It's kind of shameful. Okay. No. I'm sorry about that. My <laughs> knots are terrible. <laughs> That's you? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, I do I do see not. a Murder Creek fishing guides. <laughs> and some sure. LL Bean no sticker next to some LL Bean untied boots. Oh, oh. Yeah. Tripping hazard. Sounds familiar. Information you're really <laughs> sounds familiar. Putting someone out of putting someone on blast. Oh yeah. man. Oh, Anyways, <laughs> um. Okay, some more bad advice. 
Wait a minute. Knots. Can I just touch base on knots real quick? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, polymer knot and improved clinch knot. That's what I tie. Okay. When I'm in a pinch and like I have a really bad tangle, I'll I'll put the improved clinch on when I'm tying a leader on. It's quicker, less tag ends. Okay. And I had somebody out with me and they're like, you really tie that knot. <laughs> <laughs> was there the sinister like, laugh afterwards? Yeah, I was like, yeah, dude, I do. And he's like, sucks. I'm like, okay, well, you just caught all the fish on those. <laughs> and no, that was that bad. I was like, those things slip. I was like, I, I really, I, I, mine's not slipping that bad. I, or ever. I, I've never had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had the same thing, Vance. I've never People had. People ask me what knot I'm tying, and I can't even tell them. I was like, this is the knot my grandpa taught me to tie like 40 years ago. And guess what? It doesn't slip. That's what I tie. I don't know what yeah. it's called. I think it's the improved cinch. Improved cinch, improved clinch. I mean, it's probably the same knot that I tie. Yeah. Yeah. Three wraps, little loop, put it through, put it through, bang. That's exactly what it is. So I've, yeah. I can honestly say uh, I have never had a knot fail on a muskie. What say you? I'm going to, like the knot I tie, I sing a song when I do it. It goes over, under, in, and out. That's what lure tying is all about. There you go. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> no, I think I do the same knot you guys. Like Todd's, Todd's little description there, my dad taught me my knot. And it was, you know, you thread it through whatever you're tying. You spin the bait around or whatever, seven, five, six, seven, eight times. Yeah. You you put it through the little triangle at the bottom where where like it went through like whatever loop. You put that through and then I put it through the loop that, that was just made and I put a little spit on it and I s- just drive it home and it never moves. Yeah. That's an improved clinch knot. Okay. Yeah. I, I figured that was and I wanted to describe it again, but I, I don't know. I've I've never like, like you guys are saying, I've never like came back with no leader and just like, how it gets all curly cued oh, like a ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had that happen. No, I've never, I've never had that happen. And, I mean, now granted, we've only caught fish in the forty-pound range mm-hmm. <laughs> on these knots. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> but okay. When you guys finally step up to the big leagues, when you're catching five or six hundred pound you know, blue and black Marlins and they're just literally crimping barrel sleeves on mono leaders. That's when you know you're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, this like doesn't slip. I don't know what you're talking about. It's actually like kind of difficult at times for me to like cinch down. Mm-hmm. I've like have. It, yeah. There's break. times that I, I've cut it off. It's like that didn't cinch right. I'm going to cut that. I'm going to redo it. Yeah. Yeah. But There'll be times where I'm like trying to like get it to go down because I'm in a hurry to get the line back out there, uh, and I've like put so much effort into it that I've like put a cut in my hand or or one one of the one of the fingers that your 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 pressure's on. So you get harder as you get older, Vance. Here's what's oh. happening to me now. If I don't have my reading glasses, sometimes it's hard to see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to happen to you for a while. Maybe. Who knows? A way not to have your, if you're trying to like really drive the knot home, good advice. Get ready. In your left hand, you wrap the line around your palm, okay, between your thumb and pointer, and then on the straight side by your pinky. Wrap it around two or three times. Attach the bait, sink the hooks into 
your hand, your right hand, and now you can really pull. Nothing's going to slip. Yeah, you can pull good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Solid advice. Nice. Solid. Very, very solid. And you're never going to have that not slip, I guarantee <laughs> you, because you'll be going to the ER to remove mm-hmm. those hooks, and your fishing day is done. So no harm, no foul. <laughs> yeah. I got, like, shit-talked on because of my not. Well, have you have you changed from that? Has the peer pressure affected you? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> I got the pun. No. Mm-hmm. Not happening. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Todd, you said you had some bad advice. Oh, some bad advice. I mean, man. If you're, you know, when you're out there fishing, you got to listen to the guide. The other day, we were trolling, and uh, you know, we got into one of them little barrage hits type stuff, where you know, like we got a fish, release the fish. I'm trying to set rods. Fish hits again. We got another fish, third third hit in a row, and uh, I'm, I know Vance will say the same thing we've had some insane crazy like hits at times and uh the the down rods from you you know the boats and gear i'm trying to set rods when we were trolling and the down rod went off like but i got a rod in my hand because i'm letting one out i reach over i tip the rod down there's slack in the line Total total slack, but I'm still going 4.5 miles an hour. And I I I said to this part the, the 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 lady that was on board, I was like, "There's a fish, grab it." I reach I reach over with my other hand. I so I have one hand that I'm letting out. I grab it, pull it out of the rod holder, hand it to her, and she's like, "There's nothing on here." Now the boat is still traveling at 4.5 miles. And she has total slack line. There's like a bow in the line. So at that point. The only logical explanation is Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, it's totally. So what you're trying to say is there cannot be slack line unless there's an external force. Yeah. And she reaches up and she like reels. She takes like four cranks. It's like, there's nothing on here. And I'm I'm standing there holding this planer board. I got the planer board like half attached in my hand. I'm like, yes, there is. There's something on there. Because I'm thinking as a fisherman or as a scientist like you, Andy, mm-hmm. we're going 4.5. There's nothing happening on the rod. Some other force has this that there's no wiggle to the bait. The line didn't break. Something is going on. (laughs) So she starts reeling. She's like, no, there's nothing here. I'm like, just keep reeling. There's something on there. She reels it all the way up. (laughs) She she finally gets to the point where she's like, nah, there's nothing here. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like shove rods and rod holders and stuff. And I come back over to start to tend to the, the fisherwoman and, uh, the rod, and then she finally catches up to it, and the rod like pins down against the side of the boat, and it's just like, and it's going out like going to the front of the boat. I was like, so there you go, there's your fish. We lost the fish. Oh, but, geez. Uh, Did you see it? Bite. No, 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 never saw it. But uh, some good advice. These fish are much faster than our. or 4.8 trolling speed. So some Uh, bad advice is uh, just because you're on a guide trip doesn't mean you let other people boss you around. This is your trip. You do what you want. Do what you want, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing on there. Totally impossible. Nothing on there. Another, it it would have been a great St. Croix commercial if I had it on video because 
you really shouldn't pin a St. Croix up against the side of the boat like that. <laughs> was it like one of those like Goliath grouper videos to where it was just like wrapping around, like conforming to the it hull? Was. It was, and I have one up on the on our Facebook page of my daughter trying to hold a big long pole that was like it's a good St. Croix commercial. You're not supposed to really do that. It was not a Goliath grouper, or neither was this fish. But uh, yeah, you got to listen to the guide. I mean, it's it's impossible. That kind of stuff happens. Yeah, we had a lot of crazy hits. Yeah, I yeah. I, I don't know if I, Vance, you got something else because I I got one I can kind of shoehorn in, but it, it's not terribly fishing related though. I could cross it into it. Um, go ahead. There's something else I want to touch base on after all this. Okay. So, um, bad advice, borrow strangers tools. Nothing wrong will happen. Nothing bad will happen. I should say, Mm -hmm. um, last week, uh, yeah, last week, um, I went down for Kentucky early archery. Well, the archery opener is not really early. It's their normal opener. And I prepped the truck, and I'm like, I think I'm getting close to an oil change. So I go through the little menu thing to see how much oil life I have left on the computer because I figure Honda has it figured out. I'm going to go ahead and uh, listen to what the computer says. And it said I had 30%, 30% oil life. I'm like, well, that's pretty good. I can definitely make... I don't know, 800 miles, six, mm-hmm. seven, 800 miles. I should be able to do that on, you know, without having the little oil wrench light come on telling me I need to change it. Get in the truck and uh, start driving down. I drive all the way down to where the lodge is. And my typical, what I tend to do is uh, right before I get to the lodge, there's a couple gas stations just down the street. I like to fill the truck up uh, so I'm not doing it when I'm going to go hunting. So I stop, I fill up the truck, hop back in, start it. And the stupid change oil thing comes up. Oh, jeez! And my change oil thing comes on at 15%. And I'm like, where did my 15% go? This was the easiest drive I've ever had down here. Like smooth sailing the whole way. I'm not pulling a trailer or nothing. I'm like this, this is ridiculous. So go to the lodge. You know, it's not that big a deal. It's at 15%. But every time I start the truck, I got to hit hit the button so it's not glaring at me. And uh, so I started up, go hunting. When I leave hunting, start it up, hit the button. I do that after day two, you know, whatever it takes. And on the morning of day three, since we're only hunting evenings, I said, I'm going to go up to Walmart. And th- this is a holiday. It's Labor Day. I'm going to go up to Walmart I have several hours to waste. I'm going to buy oil in a filter, and I'm going to go ahead and change my own oil in the grass at the lodge. Oh, God. <laughs> nothing wrong. Can, there's nothing that can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm at Walmart, and I'm looking at these oils. And, and I swear, like, I can give great advice on, like, just get an oil. It's, it's Oil's oil. It's rated. But when I look at, like, one oil... And I need zero zero twenty. Oh, this stuff is twenty eight dollars a gallon. Oh, this stuff is fourteen dollars a gallon. And then I spend fifteen minutes reading. What is the difference? Why is this one twice as much? So I waste a bunch of time doing that. So I get my oil, I get my filter, and I triple check because as soon as I dump the oil out, and I you know I'd either have to spin the bad filter back on if I got the wrong one. Um, triple check. Well, you dumped it under that nice Kentucky grass. You just dumped it out in the. Well, I was staying in Ohio, so you know, a little bit of flame kind of gets most of it out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. No, I thought ahead. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to need a funnel, so I buy a long okay. funnel. I buy an oil pan, you know, like not a real good one, like a two dollar one. And then I'm like, well, geez, I need a 17 millimeter wrench. And you start looking at this stuff, and I'm like, hmm. I don't want to buy a full socket set. I'll just get it. You know, where's the single wrench? It's Walmart. So you're not like dealing with a good selection of tools. I end up getting a, a English and metric full length and stubby set 
of wrenches. Uh-huh. And I'm like, screw it. I'll keep them in the truck. I'll. It might bail me out someday. Yep. And I got some shop rags, you know, for whatever. I want to be respectful. And uh, I'm like, all right, I'm set. So I go down. I get everything all prepped. I find a nice little out-of-the-way spot so everyone, all the other clients aren't staring at me while I'm under my truck and the hood's up because that's the last thing you want is car troubles when you're 300 and some miles away from home. And uh, so I get everything all set. I throw down like this little blanket that I keep in the truck. I get underneath there and I put my 17-millimeter wrench on and I start pushing. Nothing. I push harder, nothing. Push harder and then the wrench falls off. And I'm like, what the heck? And I like did, I I changed angles. I switched everything I could. Now I don't have a lift. I don't have a jack. I have none of this. I'm laying on my back and literally it's like, I'm a half an inch away from hitting the oil pan with my nose. Like there's that much clearance. I, I almost got to the point to where I was going to rotate my body to put my foot on this wrench to break it free for the (laughs) oil pan. It was making me so mad because I did all this effort up yeah. until this point to get this bolt out so I can drain this dinosaur juice. Um, you know, whatever there was like, okay, well it's just not happening. I, I got all this stuff. I'll change it when I get home. And I start rolling back in my mind. I'm like, when was the last time I had that oil change? I'm like, Oh yeah. When I got my truck inspected down at the local garage, they changed the oil. And I'm like, why, why did they put the bolt on that tight? And it started making me mad. Like I wanted to call him like, what were you guys thinking? Yeah. And like, as if they would remember. The, the, yeah. They used an impact wrench. They had to have like, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it if they used one of those like battery powered ones. Yep. Yep. So I'm walking, kind of walking back to like where I, you know, like the, my area where I, where I sleep and stuff like that. I don't want to call it my room because I'm sharing it. And there's a, there's a group of four guys. They were also out of state. Um, just in case people know them, I don't, think they would listen to this show. I'm not going to mention what state they're from. They're like, so you get your oil changed. I'm like, no, I can't get the bolt off. And they're like, why? What's what's what? But I said, I don't know. I said, I'm going to need like an impact. I said, it's on there like a hundred foot pounds. And they're like, we got an impact. I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I should have turned it down. I should have talking to, if they were talking to AZ, (laughs) they had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. So, they go into their thing and, and like the one guy hands me like the standard one that you'd like maybe drive screws in the deck and stuff. And the other, the one guy's like, no, the big one. And I'm like, we're serious now. <laughs> they pull out this Milwaukee half inch drive, like 400 foot pound, 18 or 20 volt deal. And I'm like, listen, this thing's on there. Do you have a 6.17? And they're like, yeah, I think we do. So they, they pull that out. All right, so I had just put everything away. I pull everything back out, put my dumb little cloth blanket thing down. I crawl underneath there like a lizard. My exhaust header keeps this thing from going straight to get onto the bolt. Like, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm out of kilter, like, whatever, 5 or 10 degrees. Okay, so I get back out from under the truck. And it's not like it's cold under the truck. I just got done driving to Walmart. I put everything away. I walk back and I'm like, guys, I, I can't get it unless you guys got like one of those universals or a, like a wobble extension. And the guy's like, well, I got one. <laughs> okay. So I get that. I rig it all up. I go back to the truck, put everything back out. And at this point, it's just becoming a comedy of errors. So I get underneath there. I get everything set. I get the... I get the extension as straight as possible and I make sure I'm in reverse and I'm like, just a couple taps, couple taps. It's like, wait, wait, wait. that bolt came out in a third of a second and I'm yeah. probably 200 degree oils blowing onto my hand and into the motor <laughs> of this impact wrench. <laughs> in desperation, I kind of toss, laying on my back, I toss the, the impact out of my way. I take my left hand and I jam my pointer finger in the hole because I don't have the oil pan set up because I had no room. So in the time that it's registering that my finger is burning, I'm now reaching in desperation to grab 
the wrench that I just, the impact that I threw because the bolt is stuck in the impact. I was going to yeah. try to put that back in to resituate. Yeah, yeah. But that's out the window at this point. I was able to grab, (laughs) while dragging my head through this puddle of oil, grab the oil pan, which should have been more conveniently placed. And I pull it there and I let it, I'm like, okay, we're done. And I'm like, all right, time to play Captain Surgeon. No one saw this. (laughs) I pull their impact wrench out and I pull out one of these rags and I start wiping it as best I can. But it's oil. It doesn't like look like it's dry. It always has a sheen to it. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to give it back, might as well have the whole sheen. So I'm like polishing their thing. And I'm I'm taking like the corners and I'm folding them and I'm putting them in like the vent slots to get the puddled oil out from so it's not horrible looking. I then like, all right, time to see if this thing even spins now because for all I know, I shorted this thing out. I like pull the trigger and it was like a four wheeler stuck in the mud. It's throwing oil everywhere. (laughs) And I'm like, well, it's working. So I kept it going for a while and I eventually cleaned the whole thing up and I didn't immediately take it back. I was hoping like maybe the sun would dry it, which I knew it wouldn't. And, uh, I did polish it up a couple more times. Um, I get, I get the oil all changed. Oh, happy days on my end. And, um, needless to say, I donated that funnel and the, uh, oil pan. I, I put the, the, the not, used oil. It's not worth, it's not worth, it's not worth it. it anymore to do your own oil change. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't worth for me to even take to, I mean, I cleaned out the oil pan and the funnel. I dumped the old oil back into the container as a one gallon container or not a one gallon, whatever, five quarts. And I put that nicely in the dumpster and I wiped it out as best I could, and I walked into some dark corner of a barn that they had, and I put it on the shelf and walked away. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you, you like you, the moral of the story here is you got to leave more than you take. So yeah, yeah. I was able to walk back halfway proud that I completed the job, and I said, "Hey, I got a little bit of oil on this." The guy's like, "Oh, I don't, you know, that's fine. I don't think he yeah. realized the extent I, yeah, of the I oil." Got, I got her done. Thanks, man. <laughs> Hey, there's 12 ounces of oil that penetrated everything into your impact. That impact is lubed up very well. You're, it's going to last you another <laughs> extra year now. That's right. So, bad advice. Borrow strangers' tools. Yeah. Uh. But I got it, and I didn't have the stupid little change oil light come on when I start my truck. So, mm-hmm. I'm good. But, yeah, like you said, it's not even worth it. You can go spend, what is it? If it's a non, if it's just standard petroleum, not a synthetic, you can get an oil change for like twenty bucks. Yeah, uh, you can get yeah. synthetic, synthetic for like thirty dollars. Like, yeah, thirty or forty, and I quit doing it a long time ago. I used to do it myself, but well, I, oil I, I, over my concrete and my driveway, and no matter what happens, the wind's blowing, and you got to get out of there and grease all the fittings, and yeah. I would have had my, my my truck inspection is due in November. And I'm like, oh, geez, it's, you can go two months early. But I'm like, oh, geez, you know, to take it there and mess around with dropping it off and picking it up. Ah, I can just, I can wait. I'm not worried about it before my trip. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. guess what? It, it bit me in the butt hard. That's yeah. uh, like the very next day. Like 12 hours after I looked. <laughs> it bit you in the butt. But during the trip, yeah. During the trip. And I probably could have, I probably could have just run it that way. No, no big deal. But yeah. I just hate lights on on the dash. Mm hmm. But that was some bad advice for me. So, Vance. Good bad advice. Yes. Vance, you said you had something you wanted to touch on. Yeah, there were okay. So, for bad advice, at least from a moralistic standpoint, um, bad advice don't have a god complex, uh, when you are fishing and an educator on the water. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm interested here too. God okay, complex. so, uh 
there I've seen some posts um, from a specific like demographic uh, in the industry that have a God complex and they, there are pictures of clients. There are videos of clients. There are long posts about clients messing up uh, on the fishing chart, whether it's a missed fish or just doing something that looks unorthodox. Uh Um, and they are they, they are posted on uh, on Facebook pages. Uh, it would be like on on, on the business Facebook pages, uh, and I think that is uh, very bad advice. Uh, I think it uh, looks terrible as as a business owner. Um, uh, but posting up someone that's paying you money, their mistakes to make yourself feel better. No, that. That's what everyone. Yes. Does. Yeah. D- don't be hating. I'm so, uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. That that one might have not been good bad advice, but um, yeah, I've seen a couple of these things uh, that have come up that have just really turned my stomach. Uh, and it's these people that have hired a service, uh, gone out to catch fish, maybe get educated. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe there is no education going Maybe on. Maybe just to just go just for a boat about, ride and say we're fishing. All about me, 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 the guide. I've seen these photos pop up in posts and stuff, and it, the guide's like just deliberately uh, shitting on their clients. And um, I think that that is just absolutely disgusting uh, and a bad look for the musky community, period. Uh, and especially from a guide standpoint, um, just absolutely terrible. Um, I would never in a million years post that up uh, for everybody to see some mishap that happened on, on a boat uh, for somebody that was paying me for a service. Yeah, and, and any guide would do that, Vance. They've had mishaps that they could be posted up about what they did wrong too. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, that it just happens. We're fishing. I mean, I think this one almost boils down to the whole Facebook thing, or social media in general. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I don't feel I as though my down. I want to shut it down. Vance won't let me, so I can't. Well, no, you can't. You can't <laughs> shut. You, you, I know. You absolutely cannot. Um, and <laughs> our social media is very. Uh, it is very nice, but um, just to uh, have the audacity to throw. Uh, oh yeah. Somebody under the bus like that is just something that I am completely against, and uh, I think that it takes a lot of. Uh, lack of brain cells and balls to uh, put something up like that because you know say i had you know client x out today and i posted like yeah this dude dropped a fish he sucks and that's essentially what uh is being said on these posts and there's been multiple over the past month how could anybody want to like go out at that point with me you know or that's it's just a really bad look it's a really like ugly cloud uh to to put over uh yourself and i just i i I couldn't in a million years i mean it's just it's territory that comes with what you're doing and uh you take pride in educating and not holding anything back and helping people out to get their fish and uh i just never in a million million years could imagine um myself doing that in the profession that we're in yeah. is like that's what comes with it yep yep you know that's part as, of the trip yeah as a as a guy as a guide like yeah i don't i'm not fishing i'm teaching people how to fish and teaching mm-hmm. people things and it's, and it's quick sometimes like you you know we're letting the poles out like okay like you know let's talk about a trolling trip and you're you're letting the rods out and 
you know, here's a done rod, here's this. Here, okay, so here's a planer board. I, I need you to back up so I can get this. And you go over it real quick. I have no idea what rod they're going to hit. Then they hit it, and, uh, you know, these guys got a real quick rundown of it. Please don't tighten the drag. I tell them that, and, you know, sometimes people do. But uh, all happens real quick. But there's no reason to put people on the bus for that stuff. It's all fun. It's supposed to be fun. They're on a fishing trip. Absolutely. I mean, to, to kind of expand a little bit more, a lot of these people, I mean, you're not talking to, I mean, you are, but the people that are actually going to be coherent enough, and what I mean by that is if you're taking, you know, a family that might have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds mm. that stuff just doesn't, the, the gears don't mesh. You can tell them they'll shake their head. But you're, what yep. you tend to be talking to are young adults to old adults, that demographic of 18 to 100-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Anyone at that point in their life has already been through the school system or you know, of the age to have accomplished that much and had some life outside. There's a certain level of vulnerability that these people have because they don't know how to do something. And, yeah. and that puts people in an awkward position. So when a mistake is made, okay, a mistake is made. Mm-hmm. You can be like, hey, you can learn from it like this. You can let it go. Or you can, let's put them on blast. This person literally didn't know. Yeah. Um, let's let's yeah. go ahead and uh, I- explain to the world how they're stupid. Yeah, the bottom line. In, in that person's opinion. I mean. Yeah, and, and let's also and and let's also show how stupid I am by putting that up. Putting you that are out. absolutely wrong. It shows how great of a person <laughs> I am by me pointing no, out this like, other. In 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 the trolling, I mean, I saw this right away when I started doing this. You know, people have asked me questions like, you know, I you know, you Vance, we tell them to keep a tight line. Please don't pump the rod. I don't want any slack. When they start pumping, you get slack. Mm-hmm. That's when these fish get off. How many fish do we net? Hit the net and they're off. You know, I, almost every, every single one. Oh, like, out of, out of, in this especially month. recently, man. Yeah, out of this insane. month. <laughs> yeah. You're just you're thinking in your head. You're just like, oh, yeah. Just don't give any slack line. I can get it to the boat. I had two four footers. Right please, please, mate. Let, the, let a little slack and it got off. It was like, if you would have just thought that if that wouldn't happen, I'd have had it, but I can't, you're not going to blame them, but man, that that's, you know, there's so many things going on. Comes uh, with the territory. Yeah. But the bottom line is when they're hitting, when I first started doing this, like people were asking me like, man, like you got these guys reeling fish and they were reeled them. I was like, here's the deal. If they're hooked, they're hooked. If they're not, they're not. You know what I mean? Like, you, I had people dropping the rod, doing all this stuff, and then, you know, you you know, sometimes you bring them up, you net them, you look down, and it's like, so we could have drove around all week with this fish on. It would have never gotten off. Yeah. And that and that happens at times. Mm-hmm. There's other times, like, what's sort of going on right now, <laughs> it's like, you can't give them a little bit of slack because when this thing hits the net, it's going to pop off. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I just think that that is a, a huge black cloud and a huge ugly, uh, just ugly for, for, for the industry. Speak uh, for yourself, so, loser. Yeah. Right. I mean, people <laughs> could think that and, and there's people that, that enjoy that stuff. And, uh, but I would never, Ever do that, uh, and it's it's it, it kind of it's just uh, it's embarrassing, you know. That's why I say like at a at a group function, I'm a netter, air musky guide. Oh, like this asshole? No, 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 no! Please, no! Don't hmm. wrap me up in that. Look at all these screenshots. I'm a netter. Yeah, and a killer. Absolutely. 
<laughs> but yeah, I'd say that's bad advice. Put somebody on blast, you know, especially on on the business end. You know, people are trying to learn. Comes with the territory. There's so many mishaps on the water, and like, who gives a shit? Freak. <laughs> Very nice. You guys, got anything else you want to add? Nah. Good. I'm ready to go. Ready to go fish. Got some feelers out there for some interesting biologists on uh, Chautauqua Lake right now. Uh, I'm going to try and get them on the show in these upcoming weeks about the algae bloom and stuff. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Sounds cool. Perfect. Yeah. All right. I'm going to wrap this one up. Big thanks to Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, Synchro Rods, Ranger Boats, Vix Marine, and Muskies Inc. All right. With that, everyone, enjoy uh, the cooler weather. Good luck fishing. Thanks for listening. <laughs>